The Bearcat Basketball Podcast is now presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Shout out to everyone at HCMG, and thank you for the support. Welcome back to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former UC basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the legendary coach, my man, Bob Huggins. And I was fortunate enough to wear the iconic Jordan brand unis during my time. Now, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham is spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn. Alex Meach. I'm on Snapchat, Big Meach 41, and I'm also on one of my favorite apps. I've learned to just absolutely love this app, and that is TikTok. Thanks to my producer, Stu Holt, at Alex Meacham 41. Stu Holt, might as well bring you on in. Very good. Hey, I want to tell you this, Stu. Mm-hmm. TikTok has become one of my favorite apps, and I'm going to tell you why. Good. I get on TikTok, and I I scroll through, and every now and then, I'll discover some up-and-coming singer. Mm. And I'm telling you, there are so many talented people out there in this world. Like, it is insane. I I was scrolling through, and I found there there was a girl, and... She was a singer, and she was singing. She was singing an Anita Baker song. Mm. Anita Baker has one of the most unique voices in the mm-hmm. history of music. Yeah. One of my fa- one of my mother's favorite singers. My mom used to play Anita Baker's music in the kitchen. And this girl is singing Anita Baker. And when I tell you, this girl did not look like she could sing Anita Baker. Mm-hmm. And her voice was amazing. It was wow. to the point where I didn't believe. It was right, her. Right. <laughs> and then I scrolled through her TikTok page and I saw like different videos mm. of her singing like Whitney Houston. She did a Luther Van. She did like a bunch of different artists. And I'm like, yo, this is really her. Mm. I mean, amazing. It's a good app. Very good app. I still have not posted it's any coming. video. It's coming. It's coming soon. I it's was coming. plotting the other night too. It, it, isn't Shining Star now on TikTok? Yes. So our intern, Nick Keith, shout out Nick Keith, has been pushing for us to do a TikTok. And we sat there one day and created the TikTok. He posted a video, um, gosh, a couple days ago. Mm. And uh, the video, it was, a, it was a video of one of our kids, Will Kramer, uh, Kramer uh, driving the basket for a reverse layup, one of the kids on our 16-year-old team. And uh, a lot of views. Let's see. TikTok's where it's at. It's where it's at. It's where it's at. I told you. Speaking of that, that TikTok uh, YouTube uh, challenge of those those kids fighting, like doing a boxing match. Did you watch any of that? Uh-uh. Did we? I don't know if we talked about this the one episode, but so TikTok and YouTube influencers kind of like fought each other. Oh wow! It was actually, it was actually entertaining. Oh wow! I hate to admit it. Hmm. You know, it's like one of them things where, like, you don't, you hate to admit, like, you listen right. to, like, like, I listened to this. Right. Right. I, I, I wow. watched it and it was. They were, like, boxing? They were really boxing. Oh, wow. It was, and a couple of the TikTok dudes were actually really good. Mm. So, what I didn't know is a lot of former 
and I'm going to get into this a little bit later in the podcast, but a lot of former athletes become influencers. Mm-hmm. They use their platform of collegiate sports and the followers they have to then transition into, yep. I'm a TikTok star, I'm an Instagram, Instagram model, I'm a YouTube, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And, and like I'm watching this and I hear like the one dude used to be a baseball player, the one dude used to be like a high-level soccer player, great footwork. And I'm like, okay, so they're not just like nerdy dudes. They were actual actual co- collegiate athletes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's one, there's one, mm, there's one dude who was forced to make a decision to either keep his YouTube account and his page or keep playing college sports. And of course, this is before all of this stuff that just happened to where now you can make money off of your name, right? And he chose his YouTube, stopped playing. And uh, now he's like seen as like a pioneer for people or, or creators because right. they're like, well, he was doing it to the point where he, he just left it, right? But it's crazy that now you can do that um, because back then people had to choose. Back then you couldn't do it. You so, couldn't do it. Or, yeah, you had to choose. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that a little bit later about the NIL, and I want to get your opinion on that because I have some strong opinions on that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was extremely hot here in Cincinnati, and as we record this podcast – it's literally thunder. Yeah. <laughs> like, as soon as we started, it was like, welcome back. <laughs> thunder, let's say welcome back. I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah, it did. It, 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 it was nice and hot. Um, it's supposed to be hot. I think it's supposed to be hot tomorrow. You know what tomorrow is, Stu? Uh, I often it, ask you this. You've asked me this already before? No, I, sometimes I'll ask you, like, you know what tomorrow is? And one time it was my birthday, and yeah. I said, you know what tomorrow is? And it was like Tupac's birthday. But this isn't a birthday. Something is going down tomorrow at 6 p.m. Do you know what that is? Something's going down at 6 p.m. Um, I don't know what it is. I'll give you another hint. Oh, give me it's hint. in Anderson. It's in Anderson? Yes. So, every week, everybody out there. Oh, man. Okay, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> every week, myself and a few high um, school, wait. maybe former college <laughs> players, we run this big hill in Anderson Township. Giant hill. We call it Death Hill. Mm. And we run from the top of it, which starts um, at uh, State Road. So the corner of Five Mile and State, where the uh, library is, we start there. We jog down all the way to Clough, which is about a mile. And then we sprint back up the hill to State Road, which is about, no, actually, I'm sorry. Down and back is a mile. So we do, like last time we did six, six total down and back. So that was about six miles of work we did. And there are a lot of people that say they're going to show up, but don't show up. Mm-hmm. Got all kind of excuses. I've invited you. You showed up last year oh, during the faithfully. pandemic. Faithfully. Faithfully. Consistent. This, this year, you've gone ghost face killer on me. I no, seen you. that's not true. You've only done it a couple times. We've done it several times. How many times have you done it so far? So Three at the most. This, this will be number four. This will be number four. This will be number so four. the first time, only one person showed up. I remember that. Yes. Okay, so we uh, can't Brennan. count that day because if that's the case, if we count that well, day. What, what does everybody else got to do with you? Because the first day I couldn't make it. 
Huh? I couldn't make it. <laughs> I couldn't make huh? it for some reason. But the, uh, for you know, some reason. you know why. Air quotes. You know why I didn't come those other times. I told you. So, so <laughs> Colin, Colin Cruzy, who's here, he's he's doing our uh, video work for our YouTube page. <laughs> Cruzy, you heard him literally tell me that he's not going to run with us because he was worried about the cicadas attacking him during the run. Is this true or false? I, I mean, I, didn't, I don't really like the way you worded it, but cicadas was a, a, a good part of the reason, yes. So they're gone. They're gone. So I'm, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. But I will not be there tomorrow because <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be out of town. But, but next Wednesday, I guarantee it, like Charles Barkley, when he hits that button, I guarantee I'll be there. You, you now, I'll be is, there. Re- we're recording this. I so will be there. If you don't, just be prepared. I will be there, and I'm bring. I'm gonna bring a, a player or two. You as told well. me that before. I'm going to. I will be there with another person. I'm writing this down. I I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Hey, Cruzy, you heard it. I guarantee. You know, it's not always good to Next Wednesday, make I guarantee it. I will if be there. If you don't show up, okay. You owe me another large Dewey's pizza. So this. Would I mean, make at this point, eight. <laughs> it wouldn't make no eight. This would make how many are we on? Cruzy. Cruzy. Do you hear this? I've lost count too. It was three. So okay, all right, fine. It so was this would three. make four. Wait a large minute. Dewey's no, pizzas. I don't owe him anything because no. of that bet. No. That bet with the no. um the heat. No. Okay. We're not going to talk about that in the podcast. We, that we'll, we'll, we'll get, that will get, that will definitely get. It was double or nothing. I let won. me ask you this. I won. July 4th weekend. Okay. What did you do for the 4th? Um, I hung out with family. We watched some fireworks. That's pretty much it. I do not like, I do not care for fireworks. Mm. Do you? They're okay. I, I don't mind them. They're good. I like fireworks. They're good. Do you, I mean, I don't go crazy. Like, yeah, you fireworks, but... Yeah, people get... I think they're overrated. Like, yeah. you sit there, and it's just like, boom, boom, boom. Now, if it's one of those things where, like, it's an extravagant show, and there's music, and the bridge is, like, you know, going over the rivers, like, blowing up with fireworks and all that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get that. Yeah. But... If it's just like I don't know, do you like light fireworks up at your? No, I, I, you, I, you'll never see me do that. Too much can go wrong. Back it up, back it up, Terry. Put it reverse, Terry. Terry. <laughs> oh, Terry. That is oh, one man. of my favorite. Oh, my oh Lord, Terry. Terry. Terry's trying. I'm not trying to be Terry. <laughs> I'm not trying to be Terry. I'm not trying to be Terry. <laughs> back it up, Terry. Put oh. it reverse, Terry mm. Day. Terry. Now, I don't like I don't like messing around with fireworks. Did you see that? Um, was it a hockey player that got killed? What? He got killed this weekend. Wow. I guess a firework hit him in the chest. Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, see. I believe he was a ho- uh, hockey player. <sighs> see. Killed him. See, I don't I don't, me- I don't mess around with that stuff. Yeah, because you don't you can't control where it goes, right? No, I evidently. Because yeah. sometimes they can, I, they can go out of, I, out of control. I don't know. I don't want to find out. I don't, yeah. don't want to find out either. That's, that's yeah. tragic, first of all. Yeah. Did you see Jay-Z had a big party in the Hamptons? I did not. Now, I'm, I'm not a big July 4th party guy. I don't, I don't do the whole parties. I actually relax. I would have gone to that party. Mm. That party looked amazing. 
you had uh, what's the owner of the uh, Patriots? Oh, uh, is it Kraft? Kraft was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one of the owners from um, the Sixers, oh, I wow. believe, was there. Um, little baby was there. Meek Dang. Mill was there. James Harden was there. They had like like Travis Scott was like DJing. Little Uzi Vert was breakdancing. I'm like. What? Oh, you know what? I saw Uzi breakdancing somewhere. That was at that party. Wow. And okay. the house they had it in was amazing. So I'm like, what can I do between now and next year to be invited to that party? Mm, start doing TikTok videos. That's, I think you're right. That's, I'm, I'm that's, that down. that's the number one thing I can think of. I agree with you. It's the number one thing I can think of. That combined with the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. <laughs> a combination. <laughs> a combination. Of the two. Um, I want to bring up something. Okay. You asked me a question. Let's see if you remember this. You asked me a question years. It might have been a mm. year ago. It was actually a year ago or so. And I didn't really answer your question. I was on your podcast. Mm-hmm. And you asked me... What was my favorite Stevie Wonder song of all time? Do you remember this? I think I do remember that. It was actually, we did it here. We did it right where we're recording where we're at, at right, right, now. right now. Yeah. Right here. We yeah. were in the, the, the yoga room. I do room remember that. Here. I do remember that. I do remember that. And I didn't give you a specific answer. Mm. And for some reason, so it's hot right now. Mm-hmm. It's it's hot in Cincinnati. Yeah. Obviously, it's it's raining. I don't know if they can hear the rain hitting the roof and the the thunder on the podcast, but but it's been very hot in Cincinnati. And anytime I think about heat in July, I think about Stevie Wonder, one of his greatest albums, one of not the greatest, mm-hmm. but one of his greatest is an album called Hotter Than July. Mm. Have you ever heard of this album? Uh, no. He's on the front cover and he's got his. Uh, it's kind of like an, uh, there's like a lot of different colors going on. It's kind of an electric looking cover, and he's got his braids with beads on the end of it. And um, on that album, there's a song called Rocket Love. Mm. That is my favorite Stevie Wonder song of all time. And I thought about that when I was actually putting together the podcast for today. I was like, I've got to answer Rocket Love. your question, which I never did. Very good. There, there, there you is. go. Rocket Rock, love. Rocket love. Um, have you ever heard this song? I have not. Cruzy? So, Cruzy, I'm going to challenge you to learn this song, and I'll, I'll mm. do the hook. I'll, I'll do the hook to it. I'm going I'm to get some, like, uh, big glasses, like Stevie. Oh, I'm going to make it gonna, a production. You're going to do the whole thing? Yeah. You're going to get a wig? I'm gonna, no, I'm not going to do the wig. I'm oh, you gonna, got to. Okay, I'll get the wig. Yeah, you got to. That song is... Easily my favorite, Steve. And there are a lot of Steve. I gotta look it up now. I gotta look it up. Definitely, we'll 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 talk about that. Uh, Let me. I've got a lot of things that I want to talk about here today. uh, A ton of stuff. One of the things I want to bring up is the NBA Finals. Before Mm. we start getting into uh, UC Bearcat stuff, but the NBA Finals, we've got the Suns versus the Bucks. Very good. And it's not really the finals that everyone anticipated. Mm -hmm. It's not. One of the finals that I think, from a rating standpoint, the NBA is probably super excited about. However, I think it's refreshing. Yes. And I think it's good for the game. It is. For several reasons. One, Devin Booker 
is a superstar. Yes. And a lot of young people are looking up to him right now. Yeah. And a lot of young people are looking at him. He's like, like, no offense to Steph Curry, but at some point, Steph Curry is going to be finished and everyone's going to be looking for, you know, that next guy becomes, you know, because, you know, like Steph, we, talk, we were talking about Steph before the podcast, but he's been so good for so long. People start to become a little bit numb to his greatness. Right. And they look for the next. The next person to create a spark. Sure. And yeah. I think Devin Booker is that, is that guy. Do you agree with that? I or? do agree. I do agree. You know, I, I hate to say it, but Light Skin Nation is really <laughs> making a run for, for their greatness. You know? Wow. <laughs> they, they got Drake. They got, they, oh, got, yeah. they got D. Book and Steph Curry. It, it, they, they've got a lot. Imagine, imagine if Trey Young didn't get hurt. And the Hawks made it to the Oh, man. It would be, there would be a light skin parade. Man, it would be a parade for sure. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, I, I would have loved, I personally wanted to see the Hawks versus the I Suns did with too. the healthy Trey Young. I did too. And I, and I feel like, I truly feel like it would have happened. But if he didn't get hurt. If he didn't get hurt. For sure. I really feel like it, man, because there was points in the game, just in game six alone, there were points that I know. Were like his moment. Yes, he would have. And he would have came through and changed some stuff, man. And just, you know, but that's how it goes. And speaking of that, I want to say something that's been on my my heart. I tweeted it about Chris Paul. And I got got my pen out. Yeah, this is what I want to say about Chris Paul, because I keep hearing people say, "Oh, people getting hurt and stuff." That's the only reason why Chris Paul is in the finals. And you know what my response is? Injuries is the very reason why he hasn't been in the finals. Mm. Ooh. So it's part of the game. That's He's just a, on the other side of it this time. That's an interesting, so interesting point. There's been games when he, they played the Warriors in that one series. There's been times where he got hurt that it could have changed the whole series if he was not injured and his team could have advanced. For sure, for sure. And so injuries is just a part of the game, and he just happens to be on the other side of it this time. So I'm happy for him. And, and, and that's a great point. And it's not like Chris Paul is playing average basketball. Exactly. He's, He's playing out at here a hooping. high level. Man, that last game. Oh. That, that last game, he, start, he, he showed people like, shut up. That pretty was, much. CP was angry. He looked angry. Game. He looked angry. He was so – so, first of all, he was playing angry. And then when he finished the game, when he was doing the post-game on-court interview, I think it was with Rachel Nichols. I believe it was her. I know she's in a little trouble right now. Yeah. But he couldn't even talk. Like, he cussed the one time. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. And he's like, Rachel, I got, I got to step away. Like, yeah. You could tell there was – an emotional piece to it. And I think that's where a lot of fans don't really understand sometimes in basketball that, yeah. or just sports in general, yeah. that a lot of these players, man, there's, there's certain things that, you know, gets them angry. Like, I really believe, you know, first of all, CP doesn't get along with Rondo. Boogie Cousins and him got issues. Mm-hmm. He used to play for the Clippers. Everybody's talking about he's never been to the finals. And there's just a, you put yeah. all that in the pot, stir it up. And CP was fired up. That fourth quarter was unbelievable. It was unbelievable, man. Like I said, that he he's already CP. But people were, like you said, saying, oh, he's, he's getting older and he's a bad team. It's just a bunch of stuff that I feel like all of that collectively 
Yep. He just had it in his mind. That's what it looked like. Yep. And he was just shutting everybody up shot by shot, play by play. Um, he's just, he had an amazing fourth quarter, man. And I was happy for him. And, you know, so there are a lot of people that are critical of mm-hmm. Chris Paul in a lot of different ways. So they'll be critical of, oh, he plays dirty sometimes. Um, you know, he's um, not, a, not to say he's a, a, a bad teammate, but you, you hear different. I mean, it's a lot of different things that people say about CP. Yeah. But I always rebuttal with this. Like, John Stockton was a dirty player. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody will tell you that. You go back and watch that finals versus the Bulls in Utah Jazz. Like, he's holding people's shorts, elbowing, you know, coming off of screens. Like, yeah. if, that's, if that's what people call dirty. Sometimes guys that size need the edge. Like, Chris Paul's not a big dude. He's not. And he, he plays with an edge. And I used to play with a guy named Steve Logan. And Steve Logan is one of the greatest guards to ever play at the University of Cincinnati. Um, One of the most high IQ basketball players I've ever been around. It's Kenyon Martin and Steve Logan, hands down, the two most high IQ guys I've ever played the game of basketball with. And Steve Logan played with an edge. He, He, you know, people sometimes would say Logan's an asshole, but he needed that to be the player he was. Yeah. Because he was five foot ten and a half. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Chris Paul has that edge too. He's been short his whole life. Right. And you need that edge. In a, in a league, think about Chris Paul dominated in the series in a league that plays above the rim mm-hmm. and he's playing below, like he's not an above right. the rim player. Exactly. That's what the league is. Exactly. And, you know, the thing with him too is, well, just even talking about that. I even tell players nowadays that are shorter, I'm like, look, man, you got to have an edge. You know what I mean? You got to have an edge. You got to be that scrappy guy. You got to be that guy that just makes those plays and yep. have a certain attitude, man, because you're trying to survive out here. And then, like you said, he's in a league. Chris Paul's in a league that's above the realm. But um, for small guys, man, you just got to gotta survive. Yeah, no question. And, and, and I've had – I've been fortunate enough to have the opportunity to get to know CP, mm-hmm. to be around Chris Paul. I'll tell you a story. I don't know if I ever told you this story. Did I ever tell you a story in L.A. when I was with Chris? Maybe. So I don't think, I don't think you've heard this before, Cruzy. So, um, so long story short, my friend works for Michael Jordan, and CP is a Jordan athlete. And so my friend became best friends with, with CP. So I've got to know CP through him. So I fly out to L.A., I go, this is when CP was playing with the Clippers. I go to the Clippers game. Uh, I believe it was like Clippers magic. And um, after the game's over, uh, the, the Clippers won. After the game's over, my friend and I, we go to the you know family and friends area down below the arena after the game, private area, high security. And um, so we're down there and, and CP comes out and we're you know kind of chopping it up with them. That was the first time I had met CP. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, another friend was with us, a guy we call Jersey. We call him Jers. Jers was with it. Jers is from New Jersey, and he was living in L.A. at the time. And Jers is, is a very typical East Coast guy, very aggressive, mm-hmm. like just says whatever, you know what I'm saying, says whatever mm-hmm. he wants. So this is my first time around CP. So, you know, I'm trying to play it cool, you know, like J.J. Reddick walks by, Doc Rivers walked by, us mm-hmm. like, hey, do and we're like, hey, what's up, Doc? And like, uh, Lance Stevenson, 
played for the Bearcats. He was he mm. was playing for them at the time. Like he goes by in his Bentley, and actually we he had a Bentley, mm-hmm. and uh, I talked to him for a minute, and uh, we chopped it up, and he drove off, and so. I'm talking with CP and I'm trying to play it cool. And he said, oh, yeah, I saw you talking to Lance. And I was like, yeah. He's like, man, Lance is wild, man. I'm like, yeah, trust me, I know. And all of a sudden, Jers starts, like, Snapchatting, like, a selfie, like, around us. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and CP's like, yeah, what's up, what's up? Like, in my buddy's um, Snapchat Uh little video. And CP really doesn't know Jers like that. So I'm like. Oh, okay. See, he was cool with that. So I, I started doing some videos. And yeah. CP was like totally cool with it. Mm-hmm. Like didn't care. We took some pictures together. He was like super, super cool. So um, my buddy and everybody were going their separate ways. And so keep in mind, we're in the like lower level of Staples Center. My buddy's going their separate ways. I parked my car like, and I got a rental car because I'm in LA. I'm, I parked my car like three blocks away. So my buddy and his uh, wife was there. They said, we're, you know, we're leaving. So they start walking their way. Jers and them start walking their car. And CP goes, where are you parked? And I'm like, oh, man, I'm like three blocks away. And he's like, oh, man, get, it, get in the car. And I'm like, and I don't know CP like that. <laughs> right. And I'm like, nah, I'm good, man. I'll wobble. I'm like, I'll walk. And so he pulls up and he's got this, the, the big Mercedes like truck with everything. He's like, no, hop in, man. I'll take you around the corner, man. It's all good. And I'm like, nah, I'll walk, man. He's like, man, get in the car. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, see, I was like, where I parked at is like down from uh, LA Live. And I'm like, if I get out of your Mercedes truck, everybody's going to see you and like run over. So it's going to cause a scene. He's like, oh, yeah, you're right about that. I was like, bro, I'm good. I'll walk. Right. Now, no one I wanted to get in the car right. ride, but I'm trying to play it cool because I know right. I'm going to see him again. Right. And so he's like, yeah, that's cool, man. He's like, I was like, right, plus I'm going to, I'm in L.A. I'm walking. I'm like, yeah, I'll see a ton of people and people watch. He's like, okay. He's like, man, we'll see you again. Super, super, super cool. Mm. But uh, fast forward, I mean, I see him, gosh. Let's see, when was the next time? Next time I saw him is when my friend got married. My Mm. friend actually got married in Lexington, Kentucky. CP flew into the wedding and surprised Mm. my friend. And he came, and he he was there for the wedding. We we chopped it up a little bit. But I'm telling you this. He is, and at the wedding, like, he was super nice to everybody. He talked to people, took pictures, was really cool. Definitely one of the top five celebrities that I've ever been around as far as just totally being, you know, cool with. Like, Will Smith said this one time in an interview. A guy interviewing him says, do you ever get tired of being Will Smith? Because you literally can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And if people see you, they start singing, in West Philadelphia. Okay. Like, they, like, they start doing the corniest stuff to Will Smith. They're like, don't you get tired of that? Will Smith goes... Nah, I love being Will Smith. He's like, I love mm. that. He goes, every time it energizes me. And Chris Paul, like, loves being Chris Paul. Mm. Like, he loves being who he is and being around people, and he totally embraces that. Wow. So, I'm saying all that to say this. I reached out to a couple folks, and I asked them to talk with CP and get him to come to a Bearcats game. Um... 
Mikey uh, Saunders that plays for the Bearcats is a huge CP fan, and I talked to him, and Mikey was like, man, if you can get him to a, to a game, and that mean the world to me. So I'm working on getting CP here. Mm, very Check out good. a Bearcat game. Very, very good. That'd be good. That'd be very good. And, and can I – I need to say this. I don't mean to put you on blast. Okay. This is the Bearcat Basketball Podcast – but little do people know, mm, I know that Stu I know is a big Xavier fan. I've never – people – you know what? I can see the numbers going down right yeah, now to, when I said that. You better have me out there with Rachel Nicole. You better <laughs> – <laughs> cancel. Cancel. If you're following Stu on Twitter or Instagram, unfollow. But he, you know what? I'm actually, I'm actually a Bearcat fan, though. I'm actually a Bearcat fan as well. You know, reason being is I used to do a podcast where we interviewed a lot. That is true. A there were a lot, lot of Bearcats. Yeah, and even the show, the podcast I do now, right, interviewed a lot of Bearcats, right? Kevin Johnson and, you know. My man. Yeah. I've been, it's been Yeah, so the side of Guar, like, you know, so because my co-host – is a big UC Bearcat fan. Mm. Big Bearcat fan. And Jay Thomas. Jay Thomas. He's the big Bearcat. The one and only. So, you know. So, yeah. Because I, I would root for those guys. You know, I would root for those guys. Uh, and now, because of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast, <laughs> see, it's even more. So, All right. Very so, good. you're going to cheer for the Bearcats. When? Or you, huh? When? You know what I'm talking about. Oh, in general? No. And when? December 11th, Crosstown Shootout. You say, who am I rooting for? No, you're rooting for the Bearcats. I mean, I, I will be watching and enjoying the game. I won't be rooting for anyone. This segment is sponsored by the <laughs> College of Arts and Sciences at the University of Cincinnati. They have a new flexible bachelor's degree that will allow you to graduate conveniently and affordably. You won't lose any credit or have to start over. I had to cut you off, Darren. <laughs> I just had to. Oh, man. Sometimes you got to make that move. And by the way, the way our setup is, we are, this is called killing two birds with one stone. Although I do want to say that I'm against the killing of animals, but we're killing two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. Across from where we are right now, if you open this door, um, my AAU team, Shining Star Sports teams, are all practicing. And we're in a, like a, what, what is this? A storage room or something? A storage, a big time storage room. <laughs> and uh, we, are, we are recording the podcast as our teams play. So, yeah. And the way our thing is set up, Stu, I know people on YouTube can see this, but Stu is to my right. Mm-hmm. And I've been like looking to the right. And my neck hurts now. So, Stu, I'm not going to be looking at you anymore. <laughs> just let you know. I'm just going to look straight and we're going to have to deal with it. Very good. My neck is hurting. Um, so listen to this. So it's basketball camp season. And I remember growing up as a young kid, when I was nine years old, my dream was to play for the Bearcats. And I used to go to the Bearcats basketball camp. Tony Yates was the head coach. And I used to go to the Tony Yates basketball camp. And if there are any, uh, old heads out there listening to the podcast, you remember the Tony Yates basketball camp, Roger McClendon, Romel Shorter, uh, I can go on and on with, with all the Bearcat players that were my coaches when I was at the basketball camp. Romel Shorter was one of my coaches. Roger McClendon, who's one of my favorite all-time Bearcats, 
uh, was my coach. Um, Cedric Glover, um, all, all the old school greats. Um, but Tony, Tony H. Basketball Camp, they used to give you this basketball with the old school Bearcat logo on it. It had like the actual Bearcat face on it. And it said like Cincinnati Bearcats written in a certain script. And they used to give us this basketball. I loved, I mean, I wish I still had that Tony H. Basketball Camp basketball, like just to have as like a, a souvenir. And they had like Tony H. Basketball Camp t-shirts. Man, I used to love going to that basketball camp. Did you go to basketball camp when you were younger, Stu? Uh, you go to I, I went Please to... Please tell me you didn't go to Xavier's basketball camp. Oh, you know what's crazy? You I went to... What? I can't... There was a... Okay. I, I thought I might have been UC. It might have been UC. And I think I went with my sister. But I need you to confirm it with me because there was a, there was a, a, a women's player who was really good. And I want to say her name was like KB or something. Do you remember who I'm talking about? When was this? This I was younger. When I was younger. This this probably was over 16, 17 years ago. Dang. And and I feel like it was UC, it was UC's camp. But well, it was You were at the camp? I was there. So, what was the women's basketball player doing? Working the camp? Yeah. Okay. Cuz it was, you know what I mean, like it was she was working the camp. But she was like really good. Wasn't it I, what was you have her, to look that one what up. What was I'm, her I'm not, name? That's that. That was a while ago. It would have been a while ago. You, you, while you look that up, okay. I want to tell a quick story. Okay. Um, <laughs> people appreciate this. Bearcat fans appreciate this. So, so when I was younger, after the Tony Yates camp, you know, obviously Bob Huggins took over, and so Bob Huggins started becoming the biggest figure in in Cincinnati uh, sports. Uh, they let's see, it was after. I think it was after the Final Four run. That Bob Huggins' basketball camp was jumping. This is back when they had overnight camps. So you'd literally stay overnight. Like, I forget how many days the camp was. They really don't do that a lot anymore. Um, but we would stay in the dorms. And I will never forget this. So we're at Bob Huggins' basketball camp. I mean, there might have been a 1,000 kids at this camp. It was They were using four gyms they were using the shoe lawrence hall they were using all they were using all kind of gyms the ymca down so i'll never forget this we're standing in the dorms and somebody pulls the fire alarm mm. in the dorms now it's in the summer so nobody's in the dorms it's just the basketball camp players somebody pulls the fire alarm so all the basketball players that are at camp are sitting outside of the dorm in the lawn. It's 2 a.m. Mm. All of a sudden, you see this big figure walking up. It's Bob Huggins. Mm. So he had to wake up, get in his car, and drive to, to campus from Loveland. And he had on these big glasses, his regular glasses he wore. This was, you know, back in the 90s, so he had these big, big glasses. And he proceeded to cuss us <laughs> out. I don't think I've ever... Like, you know how you fear your, your mother and father? Mm -hmm. You know, you want the consequences of getting in trouble with your parents. But I'm here to tell you, when Bob Huggins went off on us, every one of us were like, this, is, this, this man is scary. Like, yeah. I'm t that speech he gave... I, I, I've talked to him about this. He remembers it like it was yesterday. 
that speech he gave, man, that I remember the next day at camp, everybody was on their P's and Q's. Man. Like if a coach told you to run from drill to drill, you sprinted. Because now the coaches, they knew everybody was scared. And they were like, do you want me to get Hugs to come back in here? And right. No, 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 no. <laughs> we're we're going to work. I'm telling you, I, I'll never forget that. Those camps were so fun, man. I, I, I will never forget basketball camp growing mm. up. Did you find? KB Sharp. KB Sharp. KB Sharp. I do Sharp. remember. I, re I remember that name. KB Sharp. Yep. She ended up playing for uh, New York Liberty, Indiana Fever, and Chicago Sky. Did, was she your coach at the camp? Like, did you actually? Uh, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. But uh, I remember she was working the camp. She was there. And she was, like, big at the time. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, a star. Know, a star. There we go. Um, but, yeah, she, she was there from 99 to 2003. Wow. So that was longer ago than what I thought. Yeah. You were just a little. I boy. was younger than what I thought, which makes sense because I, I rarely remember it for us. So that Still. I, I probably was. It probably was like her last year, so I would have been like eight. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember her. So that's one of the great things about going to college basketball camps, and that is you get to interact with the current players. Mm -hmm. They're they're your coach, right? Like how cool is that? Like yeah, even even when I when I played. Like a bunch of the players worked the camp so we could get paid, and like you'd have Kenyon Martin there, and you know all these you know star players, and they were coaching the kids, mm -hmm. and I always I always thought that was really cool. And so fast forward to you know 2021, and I'm in gosh my shoot 18 19th year of running you know basketball camps all around the greater Cincinnati area. And I, I, I thoroughly, we do, so Stu, we do 12, we're doing 12 camps this summer, 12 total camps. That's a lot of camps. That is a lot. And I, I love it. I, when I put together the script of how we're going to run camps and, you know, with our staff, I think back of my days of going to camp and how fun it was and trying to recreate, you know, that fun. Yeah. And we give these camper of the day and camper of the week prizes. So Every day, so our camps are Monday through Friday, five days. We give a different kid a Camper of the Day award, and the winner gets a Bearcat basketball. Mm. Mike Bone, the former athletic director at UC, they did, they did some event at UC, and they had like something like two to three hundred bearcat basketballs that were left over and they had to give them away to a charity mm. and mike bone like emailed me and he said hey i've got these basketballs do you want them i'll never forget when i got these email and i'm like sure he's like well pull up to the loading dock tomorrow so i pull up to uc's loading dock and they loaded up these boxes of um deflated basketballs and i mean i've been giving them away at my camps for for years there yeah. was like 200 there was over 200 plus basketballs oh wow so i've been giving them away as camper of the day mm -hmm. and i'm sad to say this past weekend this was our fourth camp so far i gave away the last one mm -hmm. there are no more bearcat basketballs left wow that was the last one we had a good run cruising did, did this did this kid know like the significance like, did they understand that they were getting the last? No. Hmm. He didn't. And I remember the kid. His name was Zach. Hmm. His name was Zach. And before the camp started, 
the camp director. So we have a, each facility we go to that we do these camps. Um, I have a camp director and the camp director, actually it's, her name is LaShonda Jones. Her son is Carly, Carly Jones. Oh, very good. Who was in the NBA draft guard for, mm-hmm. for Louisville. Yeah. A player who I told Mick he needed to offer, offer a scholarship to, and he didn't. Mm. So I will always hold that. <laughs> Mick, said, Mick recruited some great players, but I'm always going to tell Mick, you missed out on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so Carly Jones, his, his mother, LaShonda, runs our camp at TriHealth. And uh, she told me before the camp started, she says, hey, Zach's father had a heart attack and died. Uh. He was in his 40s, and it was recently. And she says his dad would be up there every day shooting baskets with him. So she goes, I think they signed him up to this camp to kind of keep his mind off things. So he was the last kid that got camper of the day and got the Bearcat basketball. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I already drafted it up. I'm going to send him a personal letter, uh, you know, just kind of an inspirational letter of dealing with, you know, loss and, you know, kind of moving forward without his, out his father. So kind of like every day of the camp, like I was just thinking about him and like looking yeah. at him like, yo, this kid's father just died and he's yeah. at our basketball camp. So he was happy. He had a lot of fun. I think, he, you know, kept his mind. Sorry to make, you know, bring it down. Like the, Man, it's raining and stuff. It's, it's raining and tears are. <laughs> but you know what, though? That's sports, though. It, man. It really is. It's sports. Think about this. Well, I'm going to say this. And that's so funny you say that because that uh, segue into something. You know, John Brandon, who was the former Bearcat coach, and I know everybody knows all the drama. I've talked to several Bearcat players that played for him. All of them have told me the same thing. The death of Coach Brandon's father really affected him in a way no one will truly like understand. Hmm. Like, you know, obviously some things went down before he was fired, but a lot of people have said the death of his father really, really, you know, affected him. Hmm. And you, you know, you look at it as maybe it's a getaway, like his father passes away and he's coaching and maybe he can keep his mind off. But the problem was John Brandon's father was at every practice. Hmm. He was behind him in every game. He would talk to him after away games that support wasn't there anymore. Mm. So he lost part of himself. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't think we've talked about that enough. I've, I've mentioned that before in a past podcast, but I was talking to a media person who totally agreed um, with what I said in, in terms of, you know, John losing his father. But, mm. man, we're getting, we're, getting, we're getting sad here. Cruzy, when you, when you eventually do a song, man, we can't do any, like, oh, sad songs, okay? No, we can't do anything to any tear jerkers. We need to we need to spice Oh, I'll spice it up a little bit here. Okay. Every camp I give away a camper of the week prize. Okay. And the winner gets an autographed copy, whether they like it or not, of my book, Walk of a Lifetime. Oh, good. Now Good. <laughs> let me well, well we'll talk about that in a minute. I wasn't even gonna say anything about that, which I will say in a minute. Here's the cool thing about that. Mm-hmm. So my publisher, so my book came out in um, 2000, mm-hmm. August of 2000. And so, you know, 21 years ago, whatever. So my publisher passed away 
And his family gave me everything mm. from the book. Like they gave me all the copies he had in storage, all the rough drafts, like everything. So here I am, like he was handling getting the books to Amazon or to the Joseph Beth, Barnes and Nobles. Now I've got everything. Mm -hmm. I own the rights to everything. So I'm sitting on a boxes of books because our first printing sold out and then he did a second printing. Well, just like with anything, mm -hmm. the sales start to go down. So I had a ton, a ton of books. So I said, I'm going to start using them as giveaways. Right. So for years, I've been giving books away to the campers of the week. Good. Well, having done it so long, I have run into people mm -hmm. that are like high school basketball players. And they're like, hey, do you remember me? And I'm like, nah. I was at your camp and I, I read your book and you get, I was camper of the week. And I'm like, wow. wow. That happened pre-pandemic. Pre I was at a game, and a freshman came up to me. Didn't notice him. Cause I do tons and tons of camps. I'm not right. going to remember everybody mm -hmm. in 18 years, and there's so little at the time. And he's like, man, I loved your book, man. That's pretty cool to me. That's awesome. Isn't it? That's amazing. I got a question for you. Do you ever get tired of being Alex Mitchell? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not good, good. I, I, I love it you, you know and here's the thing and this is why i think coach west miller is going to be very very successful mm -hmm. as a bearcat head coach i love two things i love events and i love people mm. i love going to big events so if there's a luncheon if there's a dinner party I love going to those. I love being invited to those because I love, I love being around people. I love meeting new people. I love talking to people. I love learning. When I met with Coach Wes Miller, mm -hmm. same way. Mm -hmm. He's asking me when I first meet him and he's new to the city, where are the lunch places I need to go? Where are the dinner places I need to go and meet people? What are the events I need to go to? Like he's asking me these questions. And I'm like, Man, that's refreshing. A yeah. coach that wants to get out and mm -hmm. meet people and go to events. Yeah, that's because that's that's crucial, man. Being able to actually be with people, connect with people, uh, is is huge, man. When you're a leader in sports or a leader in anything, you know. Um, but as leaders, it's important to be able to connect with the people and actually be able to touch people, shake hands, and uh, talk with people. Uh, it's important. It's important. You said the key word leader when you're in leadership position mm -hmm. to to get out and meet with people and and not sit in an office yeah that's why like if you think about it like bob huggins goes down as is one of the biggest sports figures in cincinnati history yeah and a large part of that is of course he won but but he connected with our city mm. he connected like nobody else yeah second I know some people may agree with me on this, some people may not, but I'm going to say President Ono, one of the former mm. presidents of the University legend. He did he not connect legend. with the people? He was a legend. You know how you know how you know he was a legend? I know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? I saw people at Xavier wanting to take pictures with him and that's post what, on Instagram. That's what I'm saying. Were you about to say that? Yes, because Amazing. Be, because I was a Xavier kid. Unfortunately, yes. yes. 
And so because of that, but we we knew Ono. Yes. I saw Ono one time, right? Because I would be with Jay. And Jay, Jay made it seem like Ono was like uh, the president of the United States. Yes. Like it was a big deal. Yes. Where I think he got a picture with him one time. Yep. But then I think we saw him one time and I was like, oh, man. There he is. You know, yeah. he just had that presence because, like you said, that connection he was able to make with the students, with people. He wasn't, he didn't make himself seem like somebody that was untouchable. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It was somebody you could relate to, connect with. He was willing to put himself out there and do videos and, and show his personality. And, and it was, it was, it's refreshing when you see somebody that's higher up be willing to come down. I agree with you 1,000%. Yeah. I will never forget this. I'm on my way to a UC football game, and I get a DM on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And I look, and it says President Ono. And I'm like, oh, it's probably one of them fake. One of them burner accounts. Yeah, one of them fake, burn, fake burners. Like, <laughs> President account. Ono 33. Right. <laughs> you know, they put some President Ono, O-H-N-O, Ono. 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 So I look at it, and I see it, and I'm like, well, this is President Ono. Mm. And he said, hey, I'm doing a special uh, thing pre and post game. Pre game, come up to the president's office and come meet some people. And then post, I can't remember where the post thing was. He's like, you know, come and see. So I go to the pre thing. Mm. And I go up there and he's hobnobbing. There are probably about 15 people in there. And I'm like, why did he invite me? And so this really happened. Like, so I'm up there. Like, I don't know him that well. Mm -hmm. So we're chopping it up, and he's he's asking me questions like, "Oh, when you when you were here and you played, what was it like?" And I start talking to him about what it was like and the energy, and and um, I said, "Oh no, you you're the first president or anybody in a major leadership position at the university that I've ever seen like walk the campus." Mm -hmm. And he was like, he said to me something, and I'm not saying as, as eloquently as him because he's a high academic guy, but he was like, a university is about the students, not mm. the buildings. He said, so what's the use of me being in a building the whole time? I need to be out there with the people. Mm. And um, I was like, man, this guy really gets it. Like, you, you know, a lot of people talk like the NCAA they talk a lot about student athletes mm -hmm. but I feel deep down inside they don't truly care about the student athletes it's right. about the dollar mm -hmm. we'll get into that in a little bit but with Ono when he said he cared about the students I, I really truly believed him mm. the man did a fundraiser for the Dragonfly Foundation he shaved his head I don't know if you remember that mm, I think I do remember that remember that yeah do you know this man reached out to me and said, do you have any tips on shaving my head? <laughs> he did. He did. My thought was the funniest thing ever. That's funny. So we ended up, when he shaved his head, I came over and I took a picture with him. Wow. Uh, he, it's just like, he, this man is running a university. He's got a million things to do. And he's talking to little old me. Mm -hmm. Like a walk-on it, it was just, it, it was, I'm like, imagine how many people he's doing that with. 
and how important they're make, he's making them feel. And I just right. thought that was just, just such great leadership skills. And I feel like Wes Miller, uh, new head coach, is a lot like that. Like, we text today. Wow. He and I text today. He, he remembered something. And I, I'm going to, Stu, I'm going to actually, um, I'm going to actually show you the text message. Oops, that's that's the text message from Cruzy. We don't need that. Mm-hmm. When he told um, you that he was playing like two weeks ago, that <laughs> <laughs> little secret messages. So, and you're you're seeing this. This is this is from West Miller. This is today, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say today. Yeah. I'm not. I can't even read this on here, but this was a conversation we had about some community service activities. Mm. And this man is texting me, is that you see that? Yeah. About connecting up with me to get involved with some charity events in the community. Wow. You see that text? I see it. I see it. That's um, amazing. And I ended up texting, and you can see this too. I ended up texting John Cunningham, the A D. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you hired a good one. Like this this guy, this guy's impressive. Yeah. Um and here's the and I got a quote for you. Uh, this is impressive. You're you're plugging in. Is your is your computer dying? Uh, it was. Okay. It was. We're oh, good though. Right? It was on one. Okay. I, I to, it was on one percent. Yeah. That was impressive. Yeah. You saved it. Absolutely. Okay. You know, clutch. You're you're clutch. Like Kobe. Like, but um. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. So, so wait a minute. Let me say this real quick. Okay. You have dropped so many things that we talked about before we started recording. Absolutely. People have no clue. If, I tell you what. What we talked about before this is probably better than the actual podcast yeah. itself. We need to start recording the pre-podcast and post. And call it the pre-podcast. Pre and post. Yeah. Yeah. Pre. <laughs> but here's my quote. All right. This is what it says. I, this, I had to look this up so that I made sure I got it right. A boss has the title, but a leader has the people. Yes, I've heard this. This is great. Amazing. Say, say, say it again. Say it with some like... With some like... Like, you told me before we started, you would be a great game show host. Yes. Did you not say that? I did. Okay. So I did. this is your game show host. Oh, say it like a game show host? Um, That's a different sound than I, that what is I thought different. you were about to try I, to tell I, me. No, I don't want that. But being a host of something and, and saying it with some, some, some oomph. Mm, okay. A, a boss? A boss has the title. Mm. But a leader... Mm-hmm. Has the people. Mm. I'll let you ponder on that. Good. We'll be, and we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back. Oh, we'll be back. Two and two. After these <laughs> commercials. <laughs> the Bearcat Basketball Podcast is presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Shout out to everyone at HCMG and thank you for the support. Man, that was a great. You see that? And I wasn't even ready. See, you see? You see, I'm ready. You know, all them, them networks, I'm ready. Y'all need me to, to host the show. When you started that, mm-hmm. you know who you sounded like? Who did that sound like? The dude that says... Uh, I, I'm thinking of who? Basos? The guy who says... Basos? Uh, <laughs> what? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, what's the, I, it just, I, just, I don't know what that is. The, the, the guy who has the, uh, the famous uh, video, I think he worked at like, um, God, what's that place called? Uh, he worked at like an electronic store and somebody was recording him. He's like, 
but sauce. Oh, you talking about sauce, sauce forever? So it's sauce versus uh, it was something else. What what is it? I just forgot. I say it all the time, and I just I completely but it's sauce and is it juice? Juice. Is it juice? It's temporary. Or yeah, something like that. But sauce. But I, know sauce. You, I know what you're talking about. Sauce is for. <laughs> look, that, that's look that. hilarious. Look, look, look that up. That's who you sounded like. I don't know who that guy is, but yeah, juice versus sauce. That's yeah, what it that's was. it. Yeah. Yes. That's good. That is a legendary video. I that forgot is, about that. Oh man, whoever got that, thank you very very much. Yeah, that's good. Um, so a couple things I want to jump into real quick. Um. Mm -hmm. I want to talk a little bit about uh, Mio's. Shout out to everybody at uh, Mio's Pizza, Kelly, Richard. Um, huge, huge UC supporters of uh, UC Athletics, man. They are, they are killing it, and uh, they really want to engage with the Bearcat community. So I want to tell the Bearcat fans out there, if you are in Clifton, please stop by Mio's, um, get a pizza, get a drink, stop in there, ask for Richard, ask for Kelly, tell them you listen to the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Great people. We're going to be doing a live podcast from Mio's every home game this coming season for Bearcat Basketball. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, I am so pumped up to do this. Um, I'm pumped up because it's not going to be just me talking. I'm bringing in former players to come in and engage with the Bearcat fans. So we want we're going to be there a couple hours prior to the game starting, and we want to get all the Bearcat fans. That'd be your pregame destination. Um, I'll have guys like James White's flying in, D'Antonio Wingfield. I'm giving away some of the guys. Brad Jackson, who played basketball and won a Super Bowl with the Ravens, he's coming in. I, I mean, I'd go on and on. Herb, like I've got guys who are going to come, be on the podcast, engage with fans. I'm going to have fans come up, ask them some questions about how did you become a Bearcat fan, talk about your Bearcat, what's your most valuable Bearcat memorabilia. Mm -hmm. A lot of these people have Bearcat man caves, talk a little bit about that. Um, it's, it, and it's our first time engaging. Think about this. We started the podcast during the pandemic, and mm -hmm. we've never engaged in person with the fans, the Bearcat fans. Yeah. It is about damn time we do this. It's about time. Right? It's about time. It's time. So, we will be at Mio's before every home game, and we're going to announce the details of all that very soon. But another cool thing that happened is when I was meeting with uh, Richard and Kelly and talking to them about the, uh, the deal about us coming to do the live podcast, I brought up uh, one of our producers, Colin Cruzy, and I told them, I said, one of our producers plays guitar and sings, and would you mind if he came and performed? And Kelly was like, oh, my God, we're looking for somebody. So um, I think it was, uh, what was it, last Saturday? Uh, yeah. Last two Saturdays ago, Colin Cruzy performed at Mio's Pizza, one of many performances. Now, I want to issue out an apology because I was there. And I got wind that my producer Stu Holt. You know, it must have been nice. You know, was not happy with me. I mean, it must. Be, I'm glad that you were able to enjoy that. You know, but you know, all I gotta say is, uh, I felt I felt ousted. I felt. Uh, Tell them why. Well, because me and Meech had a, had a mutual agreement 
Every time that Cruzy would post on his social media that he was going to perform somewhere live, literally every time, Meech would message me like, oh, we got we to gotta pull up on him. Surprise you know, him. We got to surprise him. We got to surprise him, show up, and support him. You know, every time, right? There's only been one time he hasn't done that. And that one time, he went without me. Now, to the people listening, you, I'm sure <laughs> that you can understand of how that looks. That, is, that doesn't seem right. That the only time that you did not hit me up about us going to support him is the time you actually went. And how did I find out? A nice little social media post that I almost reported. <laughs> 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 he almost reported. I almost reported it as inappropriate, yeah. and just I just almost reported it to, to can, Instagram. Can I? Can I comment? You can go ahead and comment. So I didn't know Cruzy was performing until he posted on his social media, and I ended up messaging him. Mm. Can saying, I stop you real quick? Uh, to the fans listening, we can check the receipts. Just go back to the previous episode where Meech. Announces the time and the date of when Cruzy is going to perform. I did not. Yes, you did. It, it might have been me, but either it way, wasn't me. either way, how, how you would, knew? How would I know? I he did, told I didn't you. Know. He we, he might have said it on there, but I didn't so put it in my knew. calendar. No, yeah. I did not put it in my. You think I saw you put it in your I calendar? Going on, you think I'm gonna remember Cruzy's schedule? Dang, Cruzy, that kind of sounds kind of. I got my own yeah. schedule. You do have your schedule, but you knew. Didn't y'all send text messages? Together. Mm-hmm. Then you ask him when it was. Then the, you confirm. The day it wasn't of. a question. The, the day. Of. Hold on, crazy. Did he ask you if you were, or like, did he ask you? He asked you the day of. Yeah. Therefore, he knew. No, it would be because I saw the social media post. So you already knew. When did you see the post? That day. Either way, that we always see it that day. He only that, posted that, that day. day. So the the point is this: by the time I figured out that I up. could even go. Okay. Because we had an AU tournament that we had an AU tournament, so we had a game at five and eight. Mm-hmm. What time did you say you perform? We're performing. So I was checking because I didn't know how long his set was. So what if I tell you, "Hey, let's pull up the cruisy performing," and then I can't go? I don't roll like that, and you know I don't roll like that. If I'm gonna go well, somewhere, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Well, here's this. You ready for this? When did you find out you could go? Well, so I found out after the 5 o'clock game that we had for AU, after the 5 o'clock game, the 8 o'clock game was a game that we could win. Okay. So I was only going to go for a portion of that game, and I was going to dip. So I went to a portion of that, and I dipped, and I went to his. Okay. So, hey, Stu, I'm I'm going to this game. I'm only going to go to a portion of it, but... Remember, have we been talking about time and time that we're going to roll up on Cruzy and support him? Remember, have we been Here, doing that? Let's do it today. Here's the beauty of this. Okay. The beauty of this is Cruzy's going to be performing a lot more at Mio's. In fact, we uh, were talking about Cruzy performing after some of the podcasts that we do live there. When he showed up, did you know he was coming? No. He, you didn't know? He said, he said what time was that? That's what's yeah. on my plate, and so I told him. And you, did it, you didn't know he was coming. I figured he, I figured uh, he on, oh, might no, come I, by, I, but like, he didn't say, like, li- all right, I'll right, listen, be there. Listen, when said, you like, saw him, yeah. how did it make you feel? I, I was a little surprised. I didn't know he was for But sure did coming. it make you feel pretty good? 
Oh, I was scared to see me. I was okay. scared to see me. I'm going somewhere with this. You ready for this? Dr. Phil? You ready? No. <laughs> you ready for this? This right, is what, this I'm what I'm leading I'm to. That will never, that first feeling of that surprise will never happen again. It never happened again. If, I, if we show you know, up now, yeah, you, if, you know, if we show see, up now, it's like, oh, okay, they showed up. But that first time, was that was crucial. Your first time. You know, you just wanted it to be just you that first time. That's what it was. It was, that, it was that's not what it was. about you, me. That's crazy. That's crazy. You took a picture. And you, when you took that picture, I almost felt like that was just for me. <laughs> you, think, you, think I, you think I posted that? The, I'm telling you I, think you, I think it was just for me just to be like, you know what? You missed out. That's how I felt. Well, I'm here to say this. That's how I felt. It wasn't like that. That's how I felt. Cruz had like a certain... T- you had like... No, not Cruz. You had a certain smile that just looked like... It that was my like- smile was, hey, Stu, wish you were here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, your smile said a lot. But I, uh, I went back, you know, to the picture... And me and Cruzy right realize something. Ain't that right, Cruzy? You don't have to say that, Cruzy. It's okay. You said you said I'm saying it, so I was just gonna let you know. Okay. Yeah. Now, as we've heard him say, Meech was saying that he went to a game and then came to your thing because he only stayed for a little bit of the game, so he came right. to watch you perform after that. After he was at one of his was it Shining Star games? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a lie. And I'm going to tell you why it's a lie, Cruzy. I've known Meacham for quite some time. You know, I've seen Meacham all the time because Shining Stars was a, was, a, was a program that always was around because, you know, they had team stuff. All right. So I've always seen them around at games, AAU, AAU games. One thing I've never seen, though, when I see him at these games, was him wearing jeans. You did not come from no daggone game. It did. No, no. I'll tell you why. Meech, anybody that's listened to this, you know I, you've never seen Meech at an at a AU basketball that's game facts. with jeans on. That's facts. However, is a person allowed to bring a change of clothes? And I'm going to tell, tell you one thing. Mm. That shirt I have on, I purposely wore that shirt okay. that particular day. I wanted to wear that shirt, that Cincinnati Love shirt. Uh-huh. I had a change of clothes. And, and, and you want, oh, you want to wear that here at his thing? So here's the thing. So you packed, even though it was a last minute decision, ahead of time, you packed some other clothes to be at an event that you didn't know if you were going to go to? Yes. I got some, If you look in that bag I have right there. But, so you wore this I shirt. Ch- you put this shirt on in the beginning of the day. No. I wore a Shining Star shirt. To the game. No, actually, I wore a TMT Shining Star shirt to that game. I changed in the car, in the parking lot, into that. And those shoes I have on. I was about to say something about the shoes. Those are dope. They well, are. Those are the Nike mm-hmm. waffles. I, those were in the box in my car. And I'll tell you what, I covered them with my Shining Star hoodie. I covered the box when I went into the game so nobody saw the box. Man, he went full length. They need to get to, to, the, to your event. That's okay. But, you know, all I'm saying is it seemed like it was planned. You know, with a whole... I didn't know that you had packed a whole outfit. If he thought I thought I may make it, I wanted to have the... If I showed up in the Shining Star gear, I just didn't feel like it was appropriate. I wanted... There could have been, been a couple, you know... 
It, it could have been a couple dimes. You know, you never. A couple you, background singers. <laughs> 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 but listen, I want to tell you there's one thing that I do, and my friends will tell you this. I always pack prepared. So I, I, if you look in that bag right there, I guarantee you I have some Trent boots, two pairs of shoes, random stuff, Hand me, a bow and arrow, cruise, <laughs> cruise. Bag. Hand me that big bag. What's in your bag? Uh, what's in your bag? Yeah. Yes. If you haven't seen our What's in Your Bag High School series, Man, please go check that on YouTube. A bow and arrow. So, some random items. Yeah, whatever you need. Listen, whatever you I'm need. in my bag. A, a, a spare tire. I got a pair of uh, Jordan workout shoes. Okay. I've got, hold up, a pair of Nike running shoes. I'm telling you, I come prepared. I got my Shining Star shirt in here. I have extra pair. I've got workout top. Do you, do you now see what I'm saying? I don't see no jeans in there. I'm prepared because I'm not going anywhere tonight, but I'm prepared. If, if I was to leave here and go work out, which there was a chance, but I'm not going to go to the workout facility tonight. I got this here. I'm just saying. Just saying. If this was like a case and we had a jury, I'm sure people, I'm sure the jury would be like, yeah, if that was it, premeditated. If it don't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> this segment is sponsored by the College of Arts and Sciences at the University of Cincinnati. They uh, now have a flexible bachelor's goodness. degree that will allow you to graduate conveniently and affordably. You won't lose any credit or have to start over. So anyway, I, I'm just going to segue out of that because you just... Yeah, we'll have a conversation offline. Um, Cruzy, I'm excited... Yes. For this uh, opportunity for you um, at Mio's to perform, and you need to keep posting it on your social media so uh, people can come out and watch you, like um, Stu. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what would have been nice? It would have been nice if Stu saw it and just been, you know, pulled up on his own. But anyway, I wouldn't have did that without you. Would you? I wasn't gonna do that without oh, you. Oh, you, you need, you need. No, because we've already planned that. So I'm like, so, I'm not gonna go so without Meech because me and him have already talked about it. Well, how come you didn't text me again. and go, "Hey, I'm going. Let's let's pull up the cruises." Because I've never texted you first. Why not? Because it just that's not. That's not. <laughs> well, I'm not now I'm hurt. No, now now I'm no, hurt. I'm talking. I'm no, hurt. I'm I'm talking about when it comes to Cruzy and his performances. You've always hit me up about it. I've never hit you up about oh. We should actually, maybe I have, but either way. See, now he's. But either way, I would not have went without you. That's the key. That is the key point. Cruzy, go get your guitar. I would not go have went without guitar, you. Clearly, We're going to do a song. Clearly. Let's, 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 let's clearly, do a song here. Clearly, you didn't. You let's, let's get some happy vibes saying. going here. I done brought the I mood would, down talking about yeah. giving the basketball to a kid. I can't father wait. I can't wait. And, I'm going to show up, Cruzy. And you're. And I'm gonna, the pick we're going to hey, take I'll is fire. Make sure you know next time I'm playing. I can't. I can't. You gonna wait. pull up with a Meacham jersey on? Nope, with a Xavier up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hope, I hope uh, that thing falls apart. Um, why don't you, Stu? Why don't you bring yes. the mic over here, and I'm gonna give this mic to Colin Cruzy. Me do that. Yes, you sure. Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, there we go. There we go. You know what time it is, folks. It's time. How many episodes have we? How many performances is this for you? About four. I was about to say, this is, my this is number four. four? So, it might have been three. This is the fourth, maybe. This is yeah. the fourth one? Yeah. 
So, um, Cruzy's been uh, coming on the show and doing some acoustic uh, songs, particularly the ones that uh, I like. Right. We, we need to have next episode, we're going to have a song that Stu likes. Mm. Okay. How about yeah. that? Right, like he seems that. excited. Stu, I'll, I'll give you some time to, to, to think about that. You might already know, but we'll leave I that for now. I want to make sure it's, it's I got to think about it. Okay. Make yeah. sure it's don't, good. Don't rush yeah. it. Don't rush it. Does that have yeah. to be a certain <laughs> genre? It's your song. It could be any genre. It, it's your song. Oh, this is going to be good. Okay. Just, just keep in mind, like, I have no, to, no, I I have to pull it mind. off. So. That's okay. on you. That's If I can't pull it off, I'm giving you the mic, and you're going to have to finish it. What kind of pressure are you putting on Cruzy <laughs> <laughs> like that? No, no, I picked the song. All right, we'll, 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 we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll it talk. We'll talk. Uh, I'll play you hit the shot. Cruzy. That's pretty good. I did hear that. I heard it. I heard it. You like that? I did. I did. I liked it. I'm still upset about the... Mio's thing. All right. So what we're doing here is uh, giving Cruzy his, his opportunity to perform. Mm-hmm. Um, the songs he's performed thus far, he's performed uh, Justin Bieber. Yep. Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon. Some John Mayer. John Mayer. That's all we got so far. And right? today, mm. what are we doing, Cruzy? Um, we got a couple artists involved in this one. This is uh, this is Kanye, Viana, and Paul McCartney's song, uh, Four or Five Seconds. Four, five, which is seconds. a great song. I feel like people have kind of forgotten about this one since it came out, you know, a couple years ago. But great who, song. Who wrote the song? I don't know. I'm sure it was like a, a joint, a joint effort, collaboration between the three of them. I was. <laughs> Soldier Boy. I don't know Soldier Boy was involved. He, Soldier Boy will tell you that he'll, he'll he, tell you he, he was involved. He, let, he, he let you know he was involved. He, he said you know. he was the first rapper with an iPhone. <laughs> and did you know they pulled up they pulled up a video of him and he had an iPhone back back in the day. You ever seen this? Oh, uh, Soldier Boy. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. That's crazy. Soldier Boy be for real. Y'all think he lying? Soldier Boy was the first to do a lot. Drake. Of Drake. 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 Uh, he's comedy. He is. He's become pure entertainment. Entertainment. Like Absolutely. he is no longer an official. Like you can't take him serious at this yeah, point. Yeah. And he knows that. Yeah. You know who? I'm sorry. I don't mean to get away from song. You know who's one of the funniest people that people don't really give credit to? Ray J. Oh, Ray is hilarious. Ray. Did you see the interview with him in the glasses? Oh my God. Ray J is comical. <laughs> Jesus. Some people have said. That the the Biggie and Tupac beef started because of Ray J. Really? Yes. Ray J was the reason the beef started. With Tupac and Biggie? Yes. What did he do? Ray J even old enough? Ray J was a little (laughs) kid, because you know he's from LA, Mm -hmm. and he was around someone who was around death row. And I guess somehow him being young and running his mouth, he ran his mouth about faith. Biggie's wife hanging out with Tupac at mm. death row. Wow. And it got back to all them, and that mm. started it. This was on the internet. Dang, they say all roads lead back to Ray J. Mm. Just remember that. Now we know. Mm. Now we know. Now you, we're to do a Ray J song. What's one. that Ray J song? Um, if I had one wish. <laughs> We're not having Cruzy do that one. Hey, that We're not, if I had one, oh, <laughs> Ray J. Hey, that video of him with the glasses on the Breakfast Club. Oh man, is so he is. I, I 
I love they get, they get a lot of clips interviewed from by that. the Speedy guy, gotcha. and he was like, "You can't break him." Oh, you can't break him, and the dude broke him. <laughs> <laughs> you already said after you broke him. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that video. You can't break these glasses, and dude broke him. He's like, "I don't care." <laughs> oh, that's classic. Oh, Sorry, Cruzy. We we got oh, away. No. Okay, so so okay, we're doing uh, four or five seconds. Yep. Uh, Rihanna, by the way, is one of you still laughing about the Ray J thing? <laughs> I wish. Oh, really came up with that. He's a piece. Um, oh, man. Rihanna is one of my favorite artists. Oh, she's incredible, isn't yeah. she? I love Rihanna. Yeah. There's a video of her. I don't know who her. I don't know who her friend is, but she was in New York City. <clears throat> I guess Rihanna might live in New York. I think oh. she lives in New York. I'm sure they all have at some point. So she was with her friend, and they went to a karaoke bar. Never tell you this. They go to a karaoke bar, and Rihanna dresses up as like incognito. So they're at this like hipster type. Did you see her? Or? No, this is, oh, on, okay. this is on the internet. Okay, this is on the internet. Everything's on the internet, by the way. That's true. Yeah. So anything you do, Cruzy, just remember you will be on the internet. On the internet. Yeah. So she's in this. A karaoke bar and apparently somebody is filming and I don't know if it was her like other friend was there because they knew what they were doing but Rihanna dressed up as a like it's like a a, a secret outfit is it the right word like incognito yeah yeah so a disguise, she, a disguise. A disguise. Yeah, thank yeah, you, you I don't know why yeah. I couldn't figure out that very simple word <laughs> there you go. There um, she goes up to perform karaoke and like people are like, what in the world? This girl can sing. And think about this. Imagine you're at a karaoke bar and somebody famous just starts singing. You have no they had no idea it was her. Wow. No idea. It's an amazing video. I'll, I'll pull that up and watch that. Anyway, I'd love I, to see that. She's an amazing artist. Paul McCartney, obviously, you know, the history of him. Define Paul McCartney with Kanye and Rihanna's just I thought that was strange how that yeah. crew came together, but I'm sure it was something to do with Kanye because he loves kind of reaching out, and working with different people, and I think he's worked with Paul McCartney before. Has he? Okay, on a couple of different things. So. Okay. Um, yeah, recently, never know with Kanye. Recently divorced Kanye. Yep. West. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Harry's yes. back out there though. Yeah, as he was modeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, model. he's out there getting after it. Good for him. Good for Good you. For easy, him. easy. <laughs> um, so we've got this song. Uh, Kanye has a part in here. Yep. Um, Stu, you want to accompany? Uh, do you you want you and I? Should we do the his, his little singing verse? Yeah, I think we should. Do you do you do you count Kanye's part on this song as a, as a singing? Uh, he kind of sings. Yeah, I, I would call it singing. Yeah. Okay, Stu, you want to? I'm ready. Okay, so Stu and I are going to join you on this one. Yep, so just hopping in on, you know, the chorus and the Kanye part, and we're looking good. And disclaimer, I cannot sing like Rihanna, so I'll try to make it my own. If you could, if you, could you would not be sitting and, here. Exactly. <laughs> you would not be on the exactly. Bearcat Basketball Podcast. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Born ready, like Lance Stevenson. <laughs> I like that. All right, let's do it. I think I've had enough I might get a little drunk I say what's on my mind 
I might do a little time Cause all my kindness Is taken for weakness And now I'm four or five seconds from wildin' And we got three more days till Friday I'm just trying to make it back home by Monday morning I swear I wish somebody would tell me Cause that's all I want Woke up in optimist Sun was shining, I'm positive Then I heard you was talking trash Hold me back, I'm about to spaz Now I'm four or five seconds from wildin' And we got three more days till Friday I'm just trying to make it back home by Monday morning I swear I wish somebody would try me Cause that's all I want Four five seconds from wildin' Throw your hands up everybody! three more days to Friday Lighters in the air! I'm just trying to make it back home by Monday morning I swear I wish somebody would tell me Because that's all I want Oh, I tell you what. Good. First of all, Cruzy, let me give it up to you. You did a good job with that. Oh, thank you. You did a good job with that. You're no Rihanna, but, no Rihanna, but, but yeah, maybe someday. You were you were definitely very good. And props to Stu. Stu I came know, in. I know. Woke up in optimism. <laughs> I mean, he, he's been talking about That's the vocals, so I'm glad That's to see it. I'm glad what, to see it. What was really impressive, and I hope we got this on YouTube. Stu came out of his chair a little bit. Not all the way. Yeah. A little bit. Did you see it, the lift? I, I saw the lift. <laughs> I saw the lift. So you got into it. He I saw the lift. He was feeling it. He was feeling it. Because the way you came in, Cruzy, in the very beginning, I, started, yeah. I was feeling it. You got to match okay. that. Okay. You got to match that. That was, that was great. Uh, yeah, we got to do some more uh, some group, group songs. That was I, fun. I got it. Here's what we do. What's that? Mm. When we do the Bear, Bearcat Basketball Podcast at Mio's, mm -hmm. we're going to perform this. The okay. same song. Okay. The same song. Let's do it. We're gonna perform it live. Let's do it. Okay. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. I'm in. Apparently, uh, Stu, you had an idea when we do the Mio's thing. What was your idea? Oh man, this this. If there was a word that's above idea, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what this is. This is more than an idea. This is something that's groundbreaking. Um, you know, you have the roots with uh, Jimmy Fallon, and you know, you have talk shows that have their their band, and we have Cruzy, we have Cruzy, we, we have Cruzy, you know, and I think that Cruzy would be great to bring somebody in. Cruzy plays a song. If there's a break within, <laughs> oh, a break within a uh, uh, fan talking and a former player talking, Cruzy plays a song. Mm. And when it's all said and done and it's all over, Cruzy, take us home. I like it. I like it. Cruzy, like you it. in? Can't see into that, can I? Man. Can't see into that. Something above idea. That's what that right just was. It. Right above. Right above it. What did MJ say? The, the ceiling is the roof? <laughs> <laughs> MJ said that, right? I, yeah. yeah. Actually, I, and I know, I, <laughs> fortunately for me, I know the backstory behind that whole I'd, thing. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, offline, I'll tell you, because my buddy was okay. actually there okay. when he said that. Um, do you know that Michael Jordan owns a tequila company? Mm. I don't know if do you I know, know that. You know that? I don't know if well, I knew I that. That, that's, that's, that's why the ceiling's the roof. <laughs> <laughs> that particular day, that's why okay. the... I'll right. leave it there. I got you. I got you. 
You know what? Um, this, as usual, was a great um, podcast just because Cruzy comes in and um, great performance. Now, next episode, Stu will be picking the song. So I'm stepping away from that. And I have a feeling, I have a feeling, mm. I know what genre you're going to pick from. Really? I do. I'm not, okay, go ahead. I'm not going to say if you're right or wrong, but what, what do you think? I think you're going country. Mm. I think you might go country. <laughs> some Jeezy. <laughs> <laughs> some Jeezy. Uh, that would be interesting to take like a hardcore gangster like rap song and turn it into a acoustic folk. Am I am I stealing the thunder? My fault. Um, no, you're not stealing. Just saying. I hope Cruzy's ready. Well, Cruzy, find out. I mean, it sounds a, like it's going to be. Uh, Cruzy's always it's ready. Be a lot. It's Are you always ready, Cruzy? I try to be. I need you to wear a Lance Stevenson jersey next oh, podcast because you're one. born ready. I need a Lance Stevenson oh, jersey. We'll get you one. We'll make, make sure it's a Pacers one though. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he's a in my book, he's a Pacers legend. I mean, I would agree with that. He's a Pacers legend. Pacers because, love him because as my I as agree with my that, time right? as a Pacers fan, I grew up watching you know PG and him and George Hill, you know Hibbert, all those guys. So David West. Xavier guy, so uh, David West is a good guy. He's a good always, guy. always love Lance. I got to get me a, a Lance jersey. Yeah, for sure. David West is good. I got a David West story for you. Oh, okay. Good. You want this David West story? Let's hear it. I am in Orlando um, at the AU National Tournament. This was several years ago, and um, we're getting ready to play. There are four courts at the Milk House at Disney. You ever been to Disney's Milk House? Okay, so. AU Nationals are at Disney, and there are two facilities on Disney's campus at the Wild World of Sports. There's, excuse me, the Milk House, and they built a four-court facility. So the total of like maybe like eight courts right there on campus. And I'm in the brand-new facility, and we're getting ready to play. And I look over, and there's a team. Uh, I believe they were from North Carolina or wherever getting ready to play. I look over and I'm like, that looks like David West. And I see, and it was, it was from like a, a kind of a side view profile. And I was like, well, let me walk around and see if he's got the chin hair. Because, you know, he's, he was known for having that oh, yeah. chin hair. For sure. So I look, look, I'm like, man, that's David West. He had a hat on. That's David West. So he's talking to some, some kids. And I'm like, maybe his son's here, blah, blah, blah. So I walk over, this is, this is a true story, and as I'm walking towards him, and this happens to me a lot, and, and jokingly, I was, I'm going to bring up something you said earlier, whenever I walk up to somebody that either I don't know, maybe a celebrity, your first initial words, your presentation is very important, because you could lose that, like, they could totally walk away from you, as Ben Simmons did to me one time. <laughs> um, that's a whole other story. Or they can engage with you. And I've kind of learned the art of how you approach, you know, high-level people, celebrities, and engage with them. And one of the ways that I do it is six degrees of separation. I usually first introduce myself. I'll say, hi, my name is Alex, right, as, right. as uh, Cruzy. Word for word. Yep, Cruzy says. And then I'll say, hey, I'm friends with so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Well, the first time I ever met Michael Jordan, I did that. Mm-hmm. We have a mutual friend. This was years ago. 
And he went crazy that I knew this guy because he's not like a real well-known person compared to him. So I walk up to David West. I'm like, dang, what do I say? Because UC doesn't like him. You know, it's like he beat UC, blah, blah, blah. But, he, you know, David West is a good dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day. So I walk over to him. And I'm like, uh, hey, David. He's like, what's up? You know, he got this deep voice. And I'm like, uh, hey, man. I said, uh, I play for the Bearcats, man. And he went, meet him. Wow. <laughs> wow, look at that. I'm going to tell you what happened. This is a true story. My, my friend was there. and He can confirm this. He goes, meet him. And he points at me. And I'm like, oh, shit. This ain't good. <laughs> he was like, I remember you. And I was like, Really? I was like, you know, I, I didn't play very much. We were the same era. We were the same time. <clears throat> he was like, man, he's like, I got to tell you this story. He's like, Skip Prosser got us so fired up from the sh- for the shootout because of your book. This really happened. Mm. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? So Skip Prosser took out in my book, I talk about the Crosstown shootout and how intense it is. I talk about that in my book. Skip Prosser read my book, and I know how he got my book, which I'll tell in a second, but he loved that part in my book so much that he made a photocopy of it, and he put it on every player's locker at Xavier before the shootout, and he made him read it, and he goes, this is how important this game is. And David West told me that story. I had never heard that story. It's crazy. And Skip Prosser's obviously passed away. So I've never had the opportunity to, like, say something to him about it. Right. I was at Bob Huggins' golf outing years ago. Skip Prosser was there. And I had a bunch of copies of my book, and I gave Skip one at that, at that golf outing. That's where he got my book from. And he ended up reading it. And he took that part. And David West was like, I remember that. <laughs> and I was like, because I'm like, there's no way he remembers me as a player. Like, I was, mm-hmm. you know, not that good. I wasn't on a scouting report. Mm-hmm. I thought that was crazy. So we just chopped it up. Long story short, he had an uh, AU team there. He, had, oh. he has an AU program. And his AU program was there. Pro- First time I've ever seen an AU team have cheerleaders. Wow. They had cheerleaders. <laughs> Have you ever seen this? Recently, there was a team that was here in Cincinnati that one of my friends sent us in our group chat. And, yeah. He sent oh, yeah, yeah, you need a microphone. Yeah, sent, one of my friends sent us a uh, picture of a team that had a full-fledged cheerleading squad. It was at Sports Plus, actually. Amazing. They had a full squad. It's, a, it's amazing to actually see that at an AU game. Yeah. Isn't it? it's, it's, it's different, but I, I wanted to say something real quick about the story you just told. Um, so in other words, Meech is kind of like Spike Lee. And the reason I'm going to say that is because Xavier probably went on to beat UC in a cross down shootout because of the thing you wrote in your book. That's crazy. <laughs> he kind of hyped up. <laughs> so I don't remember what year that was. I don't remember. I didn't ask him that question. Mm. But the way he told it, it sounded like Xavier won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? He sounded pretty excited about it. So. See? He, like, he literally pointed in my chest. Dang. He was like, Meacham, I remember you. Mm. And I was like, what in the <laughs> world? My buddy was like, whoa. 
But that's amazing, though. That's that's the power of a of a book, man. You never know who can get their hands on it, or and you know stuff like that. That's pretty dope. You never know. So, all right, I have to tell this story. Good. I, I, the last story. Oh my God. Hold on. I'm. A, Mm. I'm moving stuff. Mm, he's moving stuff. All right. It's about to be good. I did not plan to tell this story, but I got to tell this story. Good. It's one of my favorite stories. Sorry if I get a little long-winded with this. <clears throat> Michael Jordan is retired from basketball as a uh, plan for the Bulls. There are rumors that he's coming back to basketball. My friend is working Michael Jordan's basketball camp in Chicago at Elmer's College. Mm. He's a referee. He calls me up. I'm on my couch. It's, I want to say, maybe a Saturday. And he calls me up and he goes, you got to get to Chicago right now. I said, bro, I mean, this was, this was back when Michael was playing, so this was years ago. I'm like, I, I'm like literally on my couch. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, I, and for anybody that knows me, I hate driving. Mm-hmm. I don't like driving anywhere. I don't even like driving to the store. He's like, you got to drive up here. I was like, I'm not driving to Chicago. What, what, what's up? He goes, I'm working Michael Jordan's basketball camp. I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking like he's going to say, well, Michael's going to be at camp and you come meet him. And I, I'm not like going that far just to, mm-hmm. to kind of do that. He goes, Michael's coming back. And he's playing a pickup game tomorrow night. And he has, I think it was Randy Moss, Tim Hardaway, uh, Ron, Ron Artest. He starts naming all, Mitch Richmond. He names all these guys. He said, they're coming up to play a pickup game. And he goes, you want to come watch? And I said, let me call you back. <clears throat> Get off the phone. Call my buddy Cornell. He was coaching at Walnut Hills at the time. Mm-hmm. They ever tell you the story? Mm-mm. I feel like I've asked that like three times. Um, <laughs> this is a story I don't tell a lot. Call Cornell. He's almost a, as big a Michael Jordan fan as I am. I said, I called him Nelly. I said, Nelly, you're never going to believe this. My buddy called me and Michael's coming back and he's going to play a pickup game. We got to go. We got to get to Chicago. Nelly goes, let me call you back. <laughs> <laughs> Nelly calls me back. He goes, I got, he goes, Pack your clothes. He goes, I got a plane. He's just not, he didn't have a plane. He goes, I got us a Delta ticket, first class. We're headed to Chicago. Call up my buddy. I said, we got a flight. We'll be there. I tell him the time. He goes, I have somebody pick you up at the airport. Me and Nelly rush to the, to the uh, airport, CVG. First class. Get on the plane. Take off. So we're taking off. And the, the stewardess person comes around, and they give you, like, little things of wine. So I'm now, like, 10 thing of these wines down, and I'm like, whoa, bro. I'm like, I'm seeing, like, all kind of, I'm like, whoa, I had too much, too much wine. I'm like, wait a minute. How did we get these tickets? He's like, well, I'm kind of dating this girl, and she works for Delta. So we get, you know. You get, you get like a family ticket or whatever. You can do like a standby thing. And it wasn't a full flight. I'm like, this is crazy. So we're drinking wine. We land in Chicago. I'm blinking. Like I can't see. No luggage. <laughs> Noth- like no clothes. Backpack. Nothing. Well, we have a backpack or something with stuff. I'm like seeing stuff. 
we get off the plane, walk out, and this is back when like, like we had cell phones, but it wasn't like it is now. Mm-hmm. So we just had to look for. So we get off, and a girl's holding up a sign that says Meacham. And Nellie goes, look. And I'm like, oh. So I walk up to her, and she's like, hi, I'm Rabia. I'm here to pick you up for the Michael Jordan camp. And I'm like, cool. So we get in, like, this SUV. And they're like, she's driving us to Michael Jordan's camp. <clears throat> she's like, uh, so do you guys need anything? But she thinks we're, like, famous. And I look at Nellie. I'm like, she thinks we're somebody. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. We get to Elmer's College. We walk in. They got camp going on. There are hundreds of kids everywhere. Finally, I see my buddy, G. I'm going to call him G for the sake of the story. I see G. I still feel that whine, by the way. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like walk over to him. And so G's like, oh, my God. He's like, so glad you got here. He's like, so we got camp going on, and then we're going to send you to this back room, and then Michael and everybody's going to get there, and then we're going to bring you back out. Trust me, this story is worth it. So it is really worth it. So we go, uh, we go out there, and, oh, Grant goes, it's really happened. Grant goes, oh, oh, hey, did you bring copies of your book with you? And I said, yes, because he asked me to bring a couple copies. Mm. I'm like, okay, he's not going to give it to Michael Jordan. By the way, this story is not about Michael Jordan getting a copy of my book. So he said, go get one. So I go get one. He pulls this kid over. <laughs> this kid comes over. And Grant, uh, gee, well, Grant, I'll say his name. Grant goes, he saying to this kid, he goes, hey, this is the guy I was telling you about. Here's his book. And uh, so Grant's like, hey, sign it. So I sign it. And I'm saying to the kid, I'm like, oh, how you doing? Kid's like, good. And I was like, here's, here's the book. Kid looks at it and he goes, Oh, you the guy that played for the Bearcats? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, ah, I don't like the Bearcats. And I'm like, this little punk-ass kid, I was just giving you a book, and you tell me you don't like I said, why is that? He goes, man, y'all, the way you guys play, man, dirty, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this little. So I'm looking at him, and I'm getting ready to. Grant goes, this is Michael Jordan's son. True story. This is Michael Jordan's son, Marcus. And I'm like. And he had the little glasses on. Mm. And I'm like, wow. So he like walks off. Mm. He probably threw that book away. <laughs> he probably threw that book away. But Michael Jordan's son, Marcus, mm. got the book. Wow. Said he didn't like the Bearcats. Said, holy blue. And I think we were sponsored by Jordan. Facts. We were a Jordan sponsored <laughs> team. And Marcus, I'll kick that better. Little. So that was part of the story I want to tell you. The ending story is this. They usher us back to the back room. Camp ends. We're back there chilling. All these people start showing up to this back room. They got us back there. Grant comes in. He goes, hey, in five minutes, we're going to take you out. You're going to sit underneath the basket. So just chill out here. So they come get us. We start walking out. and All of a sudden, we just hear like this like crowd. And I look at Nellie. I'm like, what the heck's going on? We walk in. And we're like, what? They put the bleachers down. There were like thousands of people, like probably a thousand people in the gym. Well, some kid had got like, something happened to some kid, like got a shot or something in Chicago. And Michael wanted to donate money to that kid's family. So 
they charged like everybody that was coming in like a dollar. Mm. But what they did was when you gave them a dollar, they gave the person a disposable camera. So they had all these disposable cameras and they took the dollar or two dollars, whatever it was, as a donation. And then Michael was going to like match it and give it to the charity. So all these people had these disposables. Mm. I had a disposable. Mm. I'm, I'm so they put us underneath the basket. And I got a picture to prove this too. So I'm sitting underneath. The, I've never posted it. So I'm sitting underneath the basket. Guess who's standing next to me? Marcus, the little kid didn't want my book. <laughs> his brother, Jeffrey. His mom, ja uh, no, his sister Jasmine, and then his mom. Jordan's family was right next to us. And mm. Nellie was like, do you believe it? I swear, if we called Nellie right now, he would verify this whole story. Wow. We're sitting there. Crowd's going crazy. Randy Moss shows up. Tim Hardaway shows up. Ron Artest, who mm. back then we didn't know right. really who Ron Artest was. He was just crazy. Mm -hmm. All these people, and they're warming up. So, no Michael Jordan. So they're warming up. Crowd's there. Crowd's starting to get restless. Then all of a sudden, Grant goes, hey, man, yellow Lamborghini just pulled up out front. He's here. Mm. So they said, we're probably going to need to give him some time to warm up and all that. So we're in the gym. Back part. I hope the story's not too long. Hopefully, I'm, I'm building this, no, for, yeah, I'm building well, this shit up. Yeah. So I'm going to start cussing here in a minute because I'm so excited <laughs> about this. This is like one of my favorite ever stories, one of. So the crowd's like getting all restless. Everybody starts going, he's here, he's here, he's here, he's here. So the bleachers are down. We're sitting on the north end of the gym underneath the basket with only his family. Like, keep in mind, these people think we're like somebody important. Right. Grant hyped us up. <laughs> I don't know what he told him. Still to this day, I don't know what he told him, like, who we were. Right. I, I know you're probably going to say, like, Jason Kidd or something. <laughs> so, That's probably what they thought. <laughs> no, they would have asked me for a you know, picture. So <laughs> across from us, there were no bleachers. It was like, it was like Walnut Hills' old gym. Mm. You know, there's nothing behind and there was a door. Yeah. So we're sitting there and all of a sudden, boom, door opens. Mm. I swear to you, a light comes out of the door. You know, light comes out the door. And like fog, <laughs> fog comes out like Prince. Okay, maybe I'm exaggerating that part. But all of a sudden, this dude comes walking out. And Nelly and I look at each other. And we're like, oh, shit, that's him. Mm. And you know that walk. Mm -hmm. He had on a, a cut-off cut off black Jordan shirt, had on, like, some uh, black Jordan silky shorts, and he had on the um, uh, Jordan 11s. Mm. And he's just walking with that swag. And all you could see were these disposable camera flashes going off, like, brrr, brrr. It's crazy. And I'm like, Jesus? <laughs> Is that black Jesus? And like, Nelly's like, this is the first time I've ever seen Michael Jordan in, in person. In person. Mm. And Nelly's like, this is unbelievable. Mm. And Nelly's like, I, I, I can't believe this. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, how'd you get them plane tickets? Like, how are we here? <laughs> like, this is Michael Jordan walks out. Gives Dap, he starts shaking hands with all the players that are there, mm -hmm. all of them. 
walks over to warm up, takes the ball, shoots it one time left-handed, makes it, and he goes, I'm ready. <laughs> We're like, what? <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> so a guy has a microphone. Mm -hmm. He's like, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out. We decided to do this as a fundraiser for whatever, whatever. So the money you, you know, paid to get the cameras all going towards it. Michael's going to match it, double it, whatever, and donate to the family. So this is going to a good cause. It was like a last minute decision to bring these people in. Mm. So they start playing. And, and for most people who don't know, like usually NBA players and some of those guys, they play games to like short numbers. They don't play to like 12. They'll play to like six mm -hmm. by ones right so they're playing these short games to keep them moving and michael's out there you know this dude literally wins like he won like five games in a row mm -hmm. just five games and and not even like when i tell you he wasn't fully trying he was just using his his knowledge mm -hmm. so last game it's the sixth game i'll never forget this he catches the ball in the post. And guarding him was um, Sean Marion, mm. who actually we played against when I was at the Bearcats when he played at UNLV. Mm. And I said something that, to him that day. I said, we played you, you know, in Vegas. But mm. he, remembered, he didn't remember me, but he remembered. He said, yeah, yeah, He's guarding Michael Jordan, which is ironic because he guarded Michael in the um, All-Star game, and Michael hit that fadeaway on him. In the All-Star mm -hmm. game. Remember that one? Mm -hmm. um, Michael, so he's guarding Michael in the post. Game point. Michael gets it, starts taking that pound dribble with the left hand. He's on the left side. Boom. Bumps him once. Boom. Bumps him twice. He leans back to do that patented fadeaway. Mm -hmm. Goes like that. Sean jumps, goes flying in the air. And Mike just pump fakes, goes up and under. Off the glass, game. Mm. Place goes bonkers. Mm. Six games in a row. Six game, he wins on a cerebral move. Mm. This should have been the whole podcast. Okay. Shit. <laughs> Here's the best part, and I'm gonna end on this. I'm end on this. I'm moving oh, stuff. Moving around. stuff around. He's I'm doing it again. Around. It's about to be good. The guy who had the microphone. Mm -hmm. Gave the microphone to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan grabs the mic and goes, I want to thank everybody for coming out. He said, uh, hopefully you enjoyed this. This is for a good cause. <clears throat> and he goes, you know, played six games, won all six games. He said, most of these guys out here are faster than me. Because, you know, he's, this is older Mike. Mm -hmm. Most of these guys out here are faster than me. Some of them stronger than me. Some of them can jump higher than me now. He said, <laughs> then he goes, but I'm smarter than all these motherfuckers. <laughs> and then he goes, and I'm coming back. And he drops the mic and he walks out of the door. Didn't high five anybody, walks out of the door. The door opens, light and, sh and like fog starts coming out. And I look at, now keep in mind, when he did cuss, there were not, it was mostly adults in there. They mm -hmm. were like, they weren't letting kids in, in the thing. Mm -hmm. They were all adults, so he wasn't cussing in front of kids. Nelly looked at me and he goes, this is incredible. And I was like, 
That was, that was, we saw Jesus. <laughs> that was black Jesus. This is a true, and he announced he was coming back after that. Wow. I had that disposable camera and I took a picture. Mm-hmm. Two of them underneath the basket. I still have those. Just him warming up. Wow. Yep. This, that, what time was this him coming back? Was it the last time he came back? <clears throat> was this Wizards comeback or was it? So this, that was your camera. This was, um, well, funny story. Mm-hmm. This was when he came back to the Wizards. Mm-hmm. He had broke his ribs right before that because Ron Artest in a pickup game mm. slammed him to the ground by accident. Mm. Well, we think by accident. Oh, yeah, well, so no. when Michael was playing the pickup game, mm-hmm. in that picture you can see it, he's wearing a vest mm. to protect his ribs. Wow. He broke his rib. He broke, I didn't say all the ribs, but a yeah. few ribs. So wow. that was so Wizards. Wizards return. Okay. That was Wizards return. So when he, he was wearing the Space Jam 11s. Mm. I remember that. Space Jam 11s. And, but that was the point of it. Like, he was older, mm, mm-hmm. but man, he was killing him with just such like old school moves. Right. Like when he when he did that, bumped Sean Marion twice, pump fake up and under off the glass. Mm-hmm. I mm. said, man, he says, but I'm smarter than all these motherfuckers. Drop that mic. I said, I'm coming back and dropped it and left. Mm. Mm. Amazing, good. Now, could you imagine if back then? I had a camera phone, and I could videotape that. Crazy. And I'm coming back. The Bearcat Basketball (laughs) Podcast is presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Shout out to everyone at HCMG, and thank you for the support. Man, I'm sorry. I had to to do that story, man. That was was good. Y'all got me going. Um, Thanks again to everybody for the support. Um, in the podcast. Uh, recently, um, I had someone reach out to me. So obviously, we have two sponsors with the Healthcare Management Group and the College of Arts and Sciences. Um, and Mio's coming aboard as a sponsor. Um, I also had another group reach out to me that I'll be announcing here really soon that has agreed to be a sponsor of the podcast. And they want to do some really neat stuff as well. So, man, they're starting to roll. Very good. But it's because of the people. Mm. The people. The people. You hear that, Cruzy? The people. The people. The people have made this happen. I want to thank everybody um, that supported. Um, And you know what's funny is I'll tweet out different things in regards to the podcast and the engagement and just people that respond back from the tweets has really helped um, from a sponsorship standpoint, because most of these sponsors have seen the tweets and they see the Bearcat fans interacting with with me, and um, that's led them to be like, "Yo, this is this got some good energy." So, thank you, Bearcat fans, and just anybody that listens. So, we appreciate that. Um, got some great podcasts. Oh, I want to say this real quick too. Mm-hmm. Can you believe this is episode ninety? Wow, ninety, Cruzy. Wow. Big number. Wow. So that means episode 100 has to be a special interview. Mm. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. I have an idea. 
Mm. I'm not going to give it away. Okay. But number 100 is going to be a special interview. Hmm. You can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. You can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn, Alex Meacham. I'm on Snapchat, Big Meach 41. And Cruzy, I'm on TikTok. Thanks to no other than the honorable, the great prolific shooter mm. in the Smith League. Mm. It, just a good bad shooter with his hip turn. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the honorable Stu Holt. Good. At Alex Meacham 41. I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Go, Go Bearcats! Bearcats. Good.